There is a very interesting sign outside Christchurch Cathedral in Oxford as you enter into those grand portals. And the sign reads like this, just as you're going in to the cathedral. Welcome to the service. Please switch off. Please switch off. Now, that wouldn't mean anything apart from the fact that there's a symbol underneath of a mobile phone crossed out because the poor cathedral are plagued with people who come in from uh, work or tourists and have the habit of leaving on the ubiquitous mobile phones. Now, you already switched off the mobile phone. What I want you to do now is to switch on to me in terms of what I'm going to say, because it's very important. Please switch on. This is a great occasion, and it's almost the, the climax of a great deal of work throughout the whole of the country, as many people celebrate God's goodness in a world of great need. Jesus began by asking a question. Asking a question like this, what do you think? There was a man who had two sons. And we've seen that vividly illustrated in that drama. And, of course, the, the question is obvious. Nothing profound about it. But what is challenging is this. What do we actually do about it when Jesus says, what do you think? So I'd like to say three things. The first is to challenge you to think. Then to encourage you to make a choice challenge you to think, then a choice to make, then a change in your life to obey, rather than a life being simply all about words, which is the whole point, the simple yet profound point of the drama and of what Jesus was saying. Two apples sat on the teacher's desk the R.I. teacher in a comprehensive school. She left the classroom, and when she came back in, they had disappeared. She said, Now, boys, what does the Bible say about the thief? And one boy who had been to Sunday school said, Please, miss, today you'll be with me in paradise. So sometimes it's quite useful to know your Bible. I don't know what happened about the apples, but... Uh, so asking questions has consequences. Or stay in school, and there are quite a few teachers, lots of teachers in Long Crendon Baptist Church. During an English literature lesson, the teacher quoted the following words. Okay, here it is. I... Come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. And the teacher asked, who said that? Any answers? No. Who? No. Well, uh, yeah. Any? Come on. Adults? Alan Story? Mark, thank you. Right. Well, these students weren't very sure, and eventually, after a bit of coaxing, this boy puts his hand up and says, 
Don't forget the question, I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. Puts his hand up and says, is it the undertaker? <laughs> now, that is logical, isn't it? When you think about it, but it has nothing to do. So asking questions can be a bit tricky. But it is helpful because you know exactly where people are coming from. And that's exactly what Jesus wants to do here. He wants to know where they're coming from. What do you think? Here's a man who's got two sons. And he draws us into this very simple parable. There's one who is a yes man. And he's terribly polite. Really cultured a good role model in every way, except for one thing, he never does anything. Sometimes church can be like that. Or sometimes people can be like that. Saying the right things, but when it comes at the end of life, what does it amount to? It's a big challenge. Simple, but big. Well, there you are. It's a challenge to think. Now we're doing that. The second thing is, is a choice to make. All of life is made up of choices. And with choices, there are consequences. Is she the right person? Is this the right house? Am I doing the right course? What about my future? All that sort of thing. There are choices to make all the time in life. And so we're drawn in here to this choice. To work or not to work? Is it all talk and no action? Is it being polite but actually doing nothing? Choices to make. I don't know if you would fully understand this, but when Jesus was saying this, he would register with the people in his day so clearly because it's like this. It is a great privilege to work in a vineyard, particularly for people with a Jewish culture, because the vineyard is a symbol of Israel. So to work was a great privilege. It wasn't just something, oh, do I have to? It's a great privilege. And thinking about the Christian faith, it's a great privilege. The problem is, when it's been around such a long time, we think, well, is it that important? Yes, it is. So the vineyard, the first son, who is actually quite rude, and there's no excuse for being rude, he says, I will not. But he changes his mind. And the other, who is terribly polite, but does nothing. And Jesus says, which did the will of my father? I want um, uh, Naomi, where are you? Yes, I, I, I was asking, can, can you come up please? I was asking... Um, young folk here who are the gardeners and some said yeah I cut the lawn no said what can you grow that's a garden gardeners grow things so Naomi's a good gardener I've just asked her and um, hold on you have that right well you're a gardener you've done a good one I have brought uh, a basket of fruit see that just examine thank you look at that um, some of which I've grown myself some not very exotic okay right Come here. Unrehearsed. Uh, there are six um, of, of a kind, two of each. Two apples, two peppers, and two... Avocados. Thank you, avocados. Right. Now, what... Unrehearsed. 
what I want Naomi to do. She is quite a good gardener, but her mother's a really good gardener. And her father just sort of supervises. <laughs> right. Don't say that. Oh, I know. You'll be all right. Okay. So, here we are. Can you see these? Yes? Have a good look. Now then, if you had a choice, okay, I want you first of all then, let's start with the avocado. Which, which, which would you choose? I'd go for that one. This one? Yeah. Okay, put it there. Right. They want it to bruise. Okay. And if you had a choice of... Um, uh, shall we ask the audience? You wait here. Right. Okay. Um, no, the group. They're looking stately. Right. Joe, don't be long. If you had a choice between those apples, which would you choose? Quickly. Thank you. Very good. You saw he pointed to this one. Last one. Naomi. What, if you had a choice between those peppers, what would you choose? I'll go for this one. You're going for this one? Yeah. You did say that one? Yeah. You don't want to change your mind? Okay. Thank you. you Am I? You, no, don't change your mind. Thank you. Okay, sit down. That's lovely. Excellent. Right. You saw that? That's the definitive test. There. Those three and these three. Okay. You with me? Good. Right. Um... Stuart, it's nice to have a small boy coming up. Because <laughs> you're a good, honest man. Um, just, would you hold that up for a moment? That one? Yes, that one. And that one? And that one? In my teeth. Uh, you could, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Are they real? Are th um, I think they're real, yeah. Okay. They're real. They're real. Okay, can you put them back? It's like a magic trick. Or no, 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 no. This is going to be a terrible anticlimax here. No, no, no. Don't go away yet. Come, don't go. No, that's good. That's good. Right. We're going to give those to the bank. Uh, would you take those three that were chosen independently? Are they real? No. What do you mean they're not real? No. Oh. Thank you. Give him a clap. He's good. Thank you. Good. You see... These are like the sun. They really look good, and I didn't cheat, okay? These were chosen independently. Definitive test. Would you like to eat one of these? Don't even think about it. They're no good, are they? They look good. They really do look good. And if they were on this display here, you'd say, wow, look at that. But they don't do anything. Sometimes some people's religion is like that. It really looks impressive. People say, wow. But what does it do? Nothing. There are people who say, I believe in prayer, but I'm too busy to pray. I believe in God, but keep him out of my life. Yes, I like Jesus, but let him not interfere with the things that I do. And you end up just pretending. It's no good. And at harvest, you can't pretend. It's either real or it isn't. That's the test. And you can see what Jesus is trying to do. He wants them to think outside of their comfort zone. Then he wants to give them a choice. Son, go today. Not tomorrow, not next week. Not, I'm too busy now. Go today. Work in my vineyard. I will. I won't. It's a choice. But the point of choice is too. You can change. 
And that's the last thing. A challenge to think. A choice to make. A good choice. A choice to follow Jesus Christ. And a change that comes in our lives as we keep more company with him as he begins to impact our lives. And the change that begins to take place as he comes to indwell our lives. We think, we work, and we obey. You must never underestimate the importance of a personal choice. Have you heard about a trust that is called the starfish? Let me read it to you. An old man was walking along a beach, and the beach was strewn with thousands and thousands of starfish stranded on the beach. They'd been washed by the pounding waves. And as this man walked along the beach, he saw a little boy. How old are you? Ten. A little boy. And what's your name? Jonathan. A little boy like Jonathan Ten. And this is what he's doing. He's walking along the beach, and he's busily picking up a starfish. And what he's doing is picking one up like this. And though he's ten, he's able to go like that. Throw it in the air right back into the sea. And he's busily going along doing that all the time. The man comes along. The man's lived a long time and he's become a bit cynical. A bit scornful. What are you doing, little boy, he says. The boy replies, the sun is warm and the tide is heading out. So... Unless I hurry, these starfish will die. The old man is not impressed at all. And he replied scornfully, What's the point? Why bother? Look, there are thousands that are stranded. What difference can one person make? People often ask that, don't they? What difference can one person make? And the boy listened thoughtfully. He pondered the words. Then he bent down again and held in his hand a starfish and hurled it back into the sea. And then he looks at the man and he says, It made a difference to that one. It made a difference to that one. And your choice will make a difference, not only to you, for sure it will to you, but indeed to those with whom you live. And because we live in such a cynical world where people are scornful, they say, well, why bother? Or what's the point? A certain man had two sons. He went to the first, who said no. Then he changed his mind and said yes. The other said yes, but didn't do anything probably said, what's the point? Why bother? And interestingly, when you read the end of the parable, Jesus has actually shocked the people. And you know what he said? Think of it now. The prostitutes and the marginalized of society are going into the kingdom ahead of you religious people. What a scandalous thing to say. But why would he do that? Is he having a bad day? No, it's just for this reason, that some will repent and some won't. Some will pretend and some will be real. That's the point. I hope that you take that home with you today as you think about this harvest. It's such a simple lesson. It's a challenge to think. 
It's a choice to make. And it's a change to experience in your life. To obey so that your faith is not about words, but about the grace of God and the love of Jesus in your life. It's a very powerful parable, isn't it? Well illustrated with the drama. And I think that we've got the message now.